you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Good Morning Football is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. Here we go, guys. It's a bit of a celebration. It's our first playoff clinching scenario Great. look, and it's coming in week 13. So we uh, have a huge NFC Championship rematch. We're going to talk about that in just a minute in Eagles 49ers. But let's take a look at what the Eagles can do this weekend, what else they could accomplish. All right. If the Rams lose and the Lions and Packers both lose, then the Eagles are in. They are in the postseason. They seal it in late November, Peter. Okay. Yeah, it's it. All they need is the Rams one, right? Because if that's the case, then they get theirs and they're in. And it's like, yep. all of a sudden, it's uh, uh, we're there. We're in the playoffs. Uh, it's so easy. The math would be mathing on December 3rd for the Philadelphia Eagles. Welcome the Eagles are going to the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Uh, presented by Old Trapper Beef Jerky live <laughs> in New York City. Kyle, we have to freak out about it, though. You know what? Like, Wednesday. if the Rams make the playoffs, like, I'll freak out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When, when the Broncos clinch, I'll freak out. The, the Eagles are going to the playoffs. If then. the Eagles beat the Niners and the Rams beat the Ravens, <laughs> new rule, the Rams are in the playoffs. Oh. How's that? that right. We should have an if-so-facto board yes. and that people should just be <laughs> automatically in. Uh, I'm Jamie Hurdle. There's Kyle Brandt, Peter Schrager, and Jason McCourty. I don't know. Last weekend, the Eagles, I feel like, are they spoiling us? We had the Eagles-Bills game on mm-hmm. Sunday afternoon, greatest game of the year. And now, Kyle, can it live up with Eagles 49ers? It really can. I have a new fantasy for the Eagles. If they're going to finish this thing, and they, let's say they go 19-1, and the greatest yeah. team of all time, and their only loss is to Zach Wilson. That's crazy. He is a legend for the next 50 years. Like, he can show up to appearances and signings, <laughs> mm-hmm. and he'll be a champion of those old 70s Dolphins. Like, True. he's the – imagine if they're 19-1, and, they, and they're like, damn, we lost to Zach Wilson. Yep. Zach, have a day. Our friend, uh, the writer for the Jets and who does the podcast, who's our friend? Uh, Will Parkinson? Will Parkinson. Yeah. He, every every week he tweets. He lets us know. And the Jets – and Zach Wilson is still the team. <laughs> they that has, did. Yeah, he does. He every week he tweets it. Uh, it's like saying, good morning, uh, from Adam Schefter. All right, time for the lead block. Lead block. We all saw, well, we see it a lot, but Bradley Cooper pops up every now and again in the box for the Eagles games, and we saw it for this win over the Bills. Fired up, rightfully so. But in case you needed to be convinced of how deep his Philly fandom runs, Cooper went on the Howard Stern Show yesterday and was posed a very interesting question, naturally. You win the Oscar, not only for Best Director, but Best Actor, and Carrie Mulligan wins Best Actress, or the Eagles have a Super Bowl victory. What do you choose? Eagles. What? Wow. What? Eagles. I You're lying I'm now, sick. aren't you? I don't think so, bro. No, no. The Eagles. I'm not lying. Bradley Cooper is willing to make a huge sacrifice for another Lombardi. Also, are you in shock that we just saw Howard Stern on Good Morning Football? Baba Booey, Fafa Fohai. Like, I, I cannot believe we've <laughs> never shown a Howard Stern clip ever in the history of Good Morning Football. Did show Eric the actor a few years ago? I wish we would have. High pitch Eric didn't make an Blue appearance. Blue Iris? No. No, none of That's really a really incredible thing. I love That's that. That's awesome. Um, the Eagles have some work to do there, though, if you're going to take a listen to Bradley Cooper. And that includes this Sunday against the 49ers. Despite Philadelphia having the best record in the NFL, playing great, they win at home, they're at home hosting the 49ers 
and San Francisco still are the slight favorites. Do you think the 49ers are actually slight underdogs? Do you think you should consider them that, Jason? We're going we're gonna to do the underdogs, favorites talk. Go on. Um, I just read what's go on. there. Um, Smart. My answer would be, who cares? Um, oh. I don't. <laughs> there will be a football game on Sunday. These are two really good teams. One's 10-1, and one, one's 8-3, and three, who's favored, three and a half, one and a half, seven points. Who cares? What I love about this game is you have two juggernauts that absolutely hate each other, and they get a chance to go against one another in Philadelphia, and that's what it's all about. There are good players in Philly. Mm -hmm. There are good players in San Francisco. They're going to play in the game, and we're going to find out who is the better team on this given Sunday. There's going to be playoff implications, home field implications, a lot going on in this game. If you're saying who should be favored, who should be one team is 10 and 1, the other team's 8 and 3. I guess you can say the team that's 10 and 1 mm -hmm. should be favored in the game. But Why they, are you triggered, Jason, by this? Because it's it, interesting. As a player, I don't think you ever know, like, we're favored in this game. That's not something to talk no, about. No, we talk about it all the time. We talk about picking games. You're like, you always you want to go with the home team. I'm like, who cares? The game's going to be played. There's white lines. The field is 120 yards. You count the end zone, and somebody has to score more points than the other team. I'm not big on the favorites. So I'm not going to say, here, all right, we're going to look at the 49ers in their run game over the last three weeks. This is why they're favored over the Philadelphia. Well, Philly's only winning in one-score games, but the 49ers are blowing teams out. So that's that's why they're the favorites. There's going to be a football game. These are two really good football teams, and I can't wait to see them match up. I will not know on Sunday. It may change. By the time Sunday comes along, Philly may be favorite. So we'll find out when it all comes down. So we'll see. I wish Howard would have asked a follow-up question to what would have been? Cooper. So he says, I would rather have a Super Bowl for the Eagles than everybody wins Oscars and stuff. Would you rather have a Super Bowl for the Eagles or Maestro, his movie, is a massive financial hit internationally and mm. brings in $300 million worldwide? Mm. Because then you get to make other projects, you get to do whatever you want. Like, the money is very important. He's behind this thing. Like, I, I didn't see Nightmare Alley. There's a movie he did a few. I don't think it made that much money. I wonder if the money would have been there. Plus, like, Eagles fans, like, you have a Super Bowl a couple years ago. It's not like you're talking to, like, a Lions fan or a Browns fan. Yeah. You want another? another one. And another, but it's like, I don't know, Bradley, maybe take the Oscar or take the money. I, I, I don't <laughs> have plans to see Maestro. I heard it's very good. Carrie Mulligan steals the show. Yeah. One thing I will never forget, and I've told this story before, is that last year, I got to work the Pro Bowl in Las Vegas. Yeah. And I got there and I got to intermix with all the players. And they're all having fun. They're all chill. It's Vegas. We're in the Pro Bowl. This is great. It was very different interacting with the 49ers. This is just a couple days after they lost to the Eagles. And I'm hanging with two of my favorite guys in Kittle and Juszczyk. Mm -hmm. And I've never seen players with their body language or their demeanor. They were just, I think just the word is shook. They weren't like disappointed. They weren't mad. They were just a little numb. And I was, remember, so they play the Eagles in the, in the playoffs, and they've had this beautiful season. Purdy gone in the first five seconds. The back of quarterback knocked out. And I was just like, guys, I, I said to them, like, that game, what was that like? And they just were like, never experienced anything like that. Mm -hmm. they, just, they, they didn't even have the words. They were so shook. And I feel like they think something was taken from them. Where I come out on this one, and where I come out on that last game, yes, the Eagles knocked out their quarterback. The Eagles also scored 31 points on that yeah. defense by running north and south. There was the, I think they rushed for four touchdowns downs in that game. It was everything. It was Gainwell. It was Hurts. It was an all-hands-on-deck rushing effort against the defense that had been crushing everybody. So I know, you know, maybe if Purdy stays in, they score 32 points and win. I know that the Niners defense did not have it that day. And I, were there, was their will broken because of what happened to their quarterbacks? Well, sorry, injuries happen. I can't be an apologist at all for the Niners in that game because I saw the Eagles running game right up the middle. Miles Sanders was still there doing it. It was anybody who could carry the ball for the Eagles seemed to score a touchdown on this defense. 
So I'm not surprised at all. Actually, I am surprised. I think the Eagles should be favored at home. I am. And I bet it against the Niners this year and the Jacksonville game, and it went terribly, and I was embarrassed. It's a negligible, like, little point spread anyway, whatever it is, a couple of points. But I never I never give the Eagles any sort of grief for the way they won that game yeah. at all. It's ridiculous. Kelsey, they ran was, really Kelsey well. was dancing in the end zone with Miles oh, Sanders. Yeah. Right. How about that? Yeah. Like, that had nothing yep. to do with Brock Purdy. Yeah. I'm surprised, too. I also am surprised because of the current situation and that the Eagles are so resilient and don't lose games in that building. Take a look at the Eagles at home in recent history. The Eagles are a juggernaut, and they're a juggernaut in that building at the link. The home field advantage is real. They're 8-0, their last eight home games, and they blow teams out, and then they beat them in crazy fashion where they come back after being down at the half. In this case, they're putting up 32 points per game. The home crowd is such a real thing. Last week, Bradley Cooper cheering in that. That place was electric. Okay, and then you look at what this game is. It's home. Last time it was home. You win this game, you're most likely going to be home for the playoff game if you play them there. How badly would the Niners want to be home? Take a look at the Niners' home field record in the last 10 games and what they've done since the playoffs. You look at this, last 13 home games, the Niners roll at home. To me, this game is enormous, not only for playoff seeding, not only for who gets the bye, but for most importantly, who is going to be hosting the yeah. NFC Championship game when yeah. the Eagles place the 49ers? I'm sorry, Lions fans. I'm sorry, Cowboys fans. This is how I see it. The Eagles are going to play the Niners this weekend. It's not going to have the same stakes as it will in a couple of weeks. But what will matter is who has the home field advantage. So to give the Niners the listing as favorite in that building, yeah. that's not only just saying we think they're the better team. That's a spit in the eye to the Eagles fans. Take that with what you will. <laughs> when I first read the question this way, we are contractually obligated to not bet, yet we have to do these things where we read underdog and favorites. And like, yeah. Oftentimes I'm worried that I misread something because yeah. like, I just tell my brain, you don't have to understand this. It's, it's not part of your, you know, it's not what you get paid for. That's great. So when I first read this, I was like, are we sure we're reading this the right way? That's how surprising it was to see that even if it is slight, to Peter's point, it is still an underdog. I'm just so surprised that of all of the uh, Achilles heels that we have seen from across the league, I think the 49ers have showed us theirs more frequently than the mm. Eagles have, if ever, this season. Do we not easily so forget October for the San Francisco 49ers? I know Brock Purdy didn't seem right. I know they were playing tough opponents, but those were three straight games they dropped against good opponents. But no matter what, it was ugly. It was ugly at the end of October. We were all up in arms about them having to go to play Jacksonville, right. and it was a great statement game after a bye. Yep. But before that bye, it was painful. The 49ers have put on tape in some capacity, and the Eagles being notorious for knocking Brock Purdy out of games, the 49ers have shown us that when Brock Purdy isn't right, when he is throwing picks, he had three turnovers in the final five drives against the Bengals. That was not ideal for him. And again, we don't think he was right. He took a lot of hits in late October. But... The 49ers have shown us something a little bit more than the Eagles. This truly does surprise me, whether it's an insult or not. I I'm really surprised that Vegas has gone that way or however we're supposed to say it. <laughs> All right, Ian Rappaport, this one we are easily, eagerly looking forward to on Sunday afternoon. News that we should pay attention to because it feels like all our eyes heading into week 13 is on this game. Well, we can still talk about the Philadelphia Eagles, specifically about Shaq Leonard, the free agent linebacker, former Colts All-Pro linebacker. He actually is visiting the Eagles today, looking at a potential practice squad addition, which I know is weird. He's a former All-Pro, was surprisingly waived, looking at a practice squad addition. That's just the way it works nowadays. You sign with a practice squad, you get acclimated, you get elevated, then you sign to the 53-man roster. He visited the Dallas Cowboys yesterday. Eagles today, not so sure he's in a rush to make a decision here, but a potential 
big time, big name addition before the playoff push for a playoff bound team. That is what Shaq Leonard is looking at. As far as his former team goes, the Colts are dealing with an injury to their star RB1, Jonathan Taylor. Today is in Los Angeles getting surgery to repair a ligament issue in his thumb. This actually happened last game as you're watching him plow through the Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense, score two touchdowns, lead them to a victory. He actually basically played the entire second half with this thumb injury, had it evaluated yesterday, surgery was required. He's expected to miss, I would say about two to three weeks. They hope right now, they hope that it is fewer than four weeks, which would mean not putting him on injured reserve. That would be best case scenario just to keep all the options open. It also means, let's just say you play fantasy football and let's just say you have kept Zach Moss on your bench. You probably should put that guy in the starting lineup still in the top 10 in rushing in the NFL. Mm. Good to know, Rap Sheet. You are not only the newsman, but just subtle fantasy football advice when you need it. Uh, you and Adam Rank should go tete-a-tete. Rap Sheet, thanks so much. Still to come on Good Morning Football. Rookie talk. Peter Schrager is going to stand up at that screen and tell you who the most fabulous five of the first-year guys are. Any big changes in the list this week, Peter? Yeah, there's some new names. Ooh, I love Seriously, new names. Seriously, the C.J. Stroud invitational. We're going to welcome some yeah. new blood. C.J. got the, got the L this week. Oh! C.J. calling anywhere near that list. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Kyle Brandt, undefeated segment time. Right. Whiteboard Wednesday. Deron Bland has had one of the most unexpected breakout seasons so far this year, setting the NFL record already for the most pick sixes in a single season. So beyond Deron Bland, who is the new name that you think is here to stay as one of the top guys in the league? Bland was a day three pick out of Fresno, second year guy. I'm going to go with a first round pick from last year who didn't really break out last season, but is having that moment this year. Ravens are on national TV a bunch, and we keep on hearing this name, Kyle Hamilton. Huh? Where's number 14, second year guy to Notre Dame. We see the plays behind the line of scrimmage. He's all over the field. This season, he already has 35 solo tackles. He's got forced fumbles. He's got sacks. He's got interceptions. He does it all. He does it from different positions. I think he's one of these positionless players. Remember when Isaiah Simmons came into the league, they were saying, he's going to do it all. He's going to play everywhere. It hasn't been necessarily the case for Isaiah. Kyle Hamilton, however, has been that role in Mike McDonald's defense. Plays the outside sometimes, plays nickel corner, plays linebacker on certain plays, and they can play your pure safety. Love what the Ravens are doing on defense. And Kyle Hamilton, second-year guy to Notre Dame, he is an assassin out there. Mm. I think he is a breakout player this year. He's been awesome. The, the fact that he lines up everywhere is so much harder than people think. Uh, I'm going with a guy, DeAndre Swift. Okay. Drafted to the Detroit Lions. He gets traded. Howie Roseman goes and gives him for a fourth-round draft pick, and they just swap some seventh-round picks. He is now currently fourth in the NFL in rushing yards, 770, the most of his career, and they still have six games left to play. He has been unbelievable. He steps up in the biggest moments for this Eagles 
Bills team, making so many people miss every time he has the ball. He is back home. He's been dominating. And he's been so fun to watch, DeAndre Swift, a guy who went through some injuries in Detroit. Looks like a brand-new player. I don't think he's going anywhere. Looks great in that number zero as well in Philly. Looks faster than everybody. Oh, my goodness. He's never looked fresher or faster. We had a lot of fun with the Kevin James meme for a while on the yeah. show. The one that makes me laugh every time now that is everywhere I look is the Vince McMahon crying, yeah. going like that. And I would use it for, I was worried I was going to use it for, uh, tell me what that first month with this guy was like. And he just starts crying and going like that. <laughs> Go back. No, 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 just can't. However, I'm thrilled to say it's not just the first month. I think Puka's here to stay. In big plays, little plays, Cooper's in, Cooper's out, doesn't matter. And now what really makes me laugh out loud is the jealous girlfriend meme where McVeigh is walking with Cooper Cup and then he goes, ooh, and he's looking at Puka and Cooper's like, what? And Puka's just walking away all happy. It's so perfect. I love this guy. They found a winner. They, they have this way of doing it in the Rams and he's involved in every play. It feels like if you watch one of their games, he's just so good. And I love the fact that Puka Nakua is going to be a star for years to come, I think. I think that wide receiver room in LA too is like leader in the clubhouse for all name wide receiver group. Mm. Puka Nakua and Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup is a great, great name. We two, two, Atwell. Two, 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 Atwell. Two, two, Atwell. Come on now. Here. That's a runaway. We, got yes. uh, we love a good play on words, speaking of, and apparently NFL players do as well. So Zay Flowers threw a bouquet as a part of his touchdown celebration this last weekend. Yep. Bouquet, flowers, Zay Flowers, you get it? All right, we've got another dose of wordplay-inspired touchdown celebration. We love it. The player that you would want to see a celebration based on their name is, Pete. Okay, I, I, Kyle was an actor uh, and oh, still great. can be in a lot of ways. Um, sometimes I like to think of uh -oh. myself as a thespian and kind of act oh. things out. Uh, black box theater is a real thing, and I'm going to stick with this name. Okay. Kyle Hamilton. Now, Kyle, yeah. I'm going to ask you to help me out here. Okay. And I'm going to ask Anthony, our wonderful director, to got? give us the, the camera over here. The okay? This is the gym. This is improv, I guess. This is improv. Yes, it is. We're going to do a Hamilton and Burr uh, duel. Oh, okay, okay? great. Now, here's now who am I? You're going to be Burr. I'm going to be Hamilton. I'm going to take the shot. Okay. okay? We're going to go three steps, and we're going to do it. Kyle Hamilton gets a sack. Okay? And this guy right here, let's say for example, this is going to be Jadavian Clowney. Okay? Kyle, go. One, two, three. Uh, not giving away my shot. That's there it. it is. That's what we got. That was the thrill of a lifetime. Sure that was it. Thrill of a lifetime. Good. Uh, Aaron Burr, Aaron Burr, a uh, Princeton man. I consider him a brother. Coming I don't want killing or anything. Uh, but you want the Burr. I want I want Burr Hamilton. And <laughs> Clowny is Burr. I just need to sign a guy named Burr. But that would be fine. Oh, my gosh. I'm trying to think if there's ever been a Burr. I, I, I can't think of Plus one. Plus, it'd be off like a scoop and score or pick six or something sick like yeah, that. Yeah. Well, you just got to get something. Yeah. Sack works. Touchdown works. Oh, whatever okay. it is. But I need some theater in my life. Um, Lynn Manuel like Miranda. Very I'm sure you're watching. Schrager yeah. and Brandt coming to a high school <laughs> near you. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. That was pretty cool. I like it. New York, you could be a new man. Like they, they got to do it. A lot of big. Yeah, I like it. I'm going with another. I'm going with a rookie. All right, we saw Zay Flowers. You're introducing yourself. You make a big play. I'm going with a guy on the Tennessee Titans. I'm going with Tajay Spears. Okay. What do we got? Spears, his last name. All right, Tajay's there. He scores his touchdown. He finds somebody in the crowd to give the ball to. The next thing you know, he gets back. He gets his stance ready for a spear. He throws it. He finds a person, oh. and then he just flips the ball to him. It's something simple. He does it play after play. Can't do anything too extravagant when you're a running back. You plan on scoring a ton of touchdowns. So it's just simple. You get it. You go. Find him. Point to him. Throw it. Tossing the ball right there. Tajay Spears. Do you, you want to take love. the stage? No, uh, you want to act it out? I, I thought we were going to get a Britney I'm, I'm not, Spears. I'm not too good. Do you wanna, I no, thought we I'm were going to get a Hit Me Baby one more time oh, from no, Tajay no, Spears. No, no, no I was Spears like, where are we going? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we got a 
firearms and spears. Mine's a little controversial too. Okay, great. It's kind of kind of ecologically controversial too. DeForest Buckner. Okay. I want him to cut down trees as part of deforestation. All right. A lot of people are doing it this time of year. You take your family out to the the wintry majesty out in the hills, and you cut down a tree, and you pay fifty bucks or whatever. Uh, deforest. Some people probably won't like it, but I want his teammates to line up like they're trees, and then deforest Buckner with an air axe just goes and cuts <laughs> them down one by one, and then he drags them away and decorates them for Christmas. If you guys are going to go uh, duels to the death and throwing spears, <laughs> I'm simply going to cut down some trees and use the firewood to warm my family. Deforest Buckner, the deforestation celebration, I'm here for it. Why the hell not? You I mean, guys know when you're watching uh, Sunday Red Zone and those like breathe commercials come on YouTube TV. I need y'all to take a breath. Like that was a lot of rage in that last yeah, segment. Like let's let's talk good. to somebody. It feels good to get it off your yeah. chest. This is the sound of relaxation. So our next guest has yeah. hit the ground running in more ways than one. And sometimes he has to stop very safely too. He's one of the top rushers in the league. He's a rookie. He's part of the NFL's My Cause My Cleats campaign this weekend. It's Falcons Bijan Rob. Yo, what's up? What's yeah. up, Bijan? What up, y'all? What up, y'all? <laughs> How you guys doing? <laughs> We're awesome. We're so glad to see you. Uh, let's talk your uh, flying Falcons team at this point. Coming off a win against the Saints, your Falcons are in first place in your division. How does this mindset yep. shift for you in your first time through this NFL push? And what has Coach Smith talked about in the importance of stacking wins in this scenario? Yeah, I mean, it's a, you know it's definitely a good feeling to, to definitely get a win, um, especially one in the division that's – that's a big time rivalry, um, but I think for us, it's, it's just being consistent and understanding that you know every single game is a big game for us, and every single game is going to be like a playoff game, especially in this last stretch of the season. So, you know, we can't get we can't get comfortable um, with anything at this point because you know we want the best results to to happen. But you know, Coach Smith, you know, he always harps, you know, just take it one game at a time, uh, especially now. You know, we want to you know, have the best outcome we can. So, you know, just understanding that every single game matters and we can't look ahead or look for the next game. We got to look, who, look who's in the way now. So, you know, I appreciate him for, for always harping on, you know, just always look at the, the one team that we're about to play against and, and don't get ahead of yourself because, you know, every single game is a, it's a, it's a big one. One game at a time. That's Arthur Smith. Let's talk a little bit about Chu. Your last game, you had two touchdowns in. Mm -hmm. You've just had some incredible plays this year. The sky cam catching you with the one, the catch one hand behind your back. Hezzy crossover, <laughs> the whole nine. It's been so fun to watch. Talk about just your rookie year, how your game has developed, and now what you're able to put on the field as the season continues to progress. I mean, it's, it's definitely been a blessing, man. You know, just knowing that, you know, God's given me, you know, the gifts to, to do what I do on the field for this team. And and for me, I mean, it's it's, it's definitely a fun experience uh, from my first year as a rookie, uh, just trying to get my feet wet, but, you know, letting the game slow down and, and letting me be comfortable on that field. And that's how I'm starting to feel, you know, just, you know, understanding what's what the scenarios around me and, and you know, how to get that, how to get that game back to, you know, how, how it was in college. and. You know, just you being comfortable with the game, but man, it's been—it's definitely been a fun, a fun journey up to, to this point. You know, all my teammates are are super awesome. You know, those, those guys. You know, it's just so much fun practicing with them every single day and and learning so many things around them and how they do things as well. But yeah, man, I mean, just to go out on that field on Sundays and just play free and do what you do and and have fun doing it. Like, it, there's no better feeling. So you know, it's definitely been a fun rookie year up to this point. So I want to keep on, keep on going. Uh, 
throughout this year. Bijan, you mentioned college. You have a Doak Walker trophy at home. We as a program give this out as a trophy, and this is a scepter, and it's filled with anger and malice, and it is being shipped currently <laughs> to Flowery Branch to go to Uncle Patterson. Cordero won yeah. angry runs this week, just destroying yeah. everyone in his path. Inbounds, out-of-bounds, doesn't matter. He is so Absolutely. angry all the time. There's always the screaming and these guttural roars. <laughs> I look at you, and you got this smile on your face. Now you got the smile on your face on the field. What is your running style? Like, do you run happy? Do you run angry? How would you describe it? Yeah, I mean, you know, from my running style, like, yeah, I, you know, I'm this, I'm this happy, happy guy off the field. But, you know, when I get on the field, yeah, I might, I might not show it, you know, my, my facial expression, but you'll, you'll, you'll definitely know, like, it's, it's, a, different, it's a different attitude um, when I have the ball in my hand. Like, I'm always trying to, you know, respectfully and humbly, you know, just destroy whoever's in front of me. Um, so, but, 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 you know, you gotta, you gotta hide it, I guess. Like, like CP, he gonna let it out and it gets everybody hyped. But for me, I just, I'm just quiet. Um, I just chuckle and then just keep on trying to just, you know, do what I gotta do to get past the defenders. But that's like, that's my running style. I know it's, it's probably weird. You're probably like, what? But uh, it's, <laughs> it's definitely, it definitely been working for me um, <laughs> my whole career. <laughs> oh. Quietly, humbly destroy oh, people. Yeah. That is, a, that's an action. There, there you know, I'm uh, drunk. That's pretty good, man. I'm that's drunk. Good. I love it. Uh, I know you guys had this huge game and you guys won. But also, we were talking about it yesterday. 50 years of hip hop, the Atlanta Falcons celebrated over the weekend. And you had Ludacris repelling from the ceiling, <laughs> but you also had. CeeLo Green in the building. You had Jermaine Dupri yeah. there. You had Bubba Sparks there. Uh, I know you're playing in the game, but did you get a chance to appreciate any of this? And did you meet any of these hip-hop legends on Sunday? Yeah, yeah. I mean, man, that was that was insane. Um, so so that Ludacris video, he, he was right above us on the field. So I was just looking up, like staring up, because it was, it was a timeout. And he just was just coming down. And when I saw him come down, I was like, like, this is ludicrous. Like, ain't no way this is ludicrous coming down <laughs> right above me. And we were all just kind of just watching for, for a second. Um, but that was just like a legendary moment, just how big he is in the city and how influential he is to, to so many people. And to actually see that happening, I was like, this is, this is pretty insane. Um, but yeah, like, I, I, I met, you know, a couple of the people. Um, you know, at the game of, of all the rappers and, and everybody that was there. And, you know, just, just seeing that and just to see, you know, how how big this city is and, and how much it loves, you know, the sports, but the music and the entertainment um, that, that comes around the city. I mean, it was, it was pretty special to see all those people all in the stadium watching our game, supporting us, but then at the same time, you know, knowing that we support them um, just as much. So, you know, I, you know, I, I would feel, you know, cool about seeing that again um, in the stadium just because, like, how energetic it was and everything. But, yeah, it was, it was definitely a fun moment to, to, get a, to get to be a part of that. Atlanta is a cool town, and it meshes sports, and it meshes music. And guess what, Bijan? You're part of that story right now, man. You're going to be representing right. for a long time. Right. And you're going to do it. And you're representing the community yes, as sir. well, the Bijan Robinson Foundation, My Cause, My Cleats. Tell us about it and That's what right. your foundation's up to, and let's see uh, if you got them, what those cleats are. Yeah, yeah, so got the cleats right here. So it's, it's my, my foundation, and we support, you know, faith, homelessness, and, and youth, and everything else, too. But, you know, for, for me, I just, I just liked 
the design of the green and the black and you know my my hashtag be a blessing um you know i put that on all my posts and you know everything that i do and that's how i live because i just want to be a blessing to so many people just as i want them to be a be a blessing to you know other people as well and to themselves but you know i think it's cool that i get to you know wear these cleats and and donate them to you know a really big you know obviously it's the the money comes back to my foundation but i get to give it to you know, another foundation and, and, and help support, you know, somebody else and, and help support kids or, or homelessness that need, you know, the help that they need because I'm just so big into it and that's what I believe in and that's how I think that we should all live our life and, and helping somebody else because, you know, we're such an inspiration to them. But, you know, I think these cleats will be cool to really get to show, but then obviously to get to, you know, to give somebody that, that really will appreciate them and, and will understand, you know, the real meaning behind them. So. Uh, it's definitely a, a, a cool, cool feeling. Bijan, congratulations on everything. You just have absolutely arrived. We're so proud of you. We're happy yeah. for you. Stay healthy, stay happy, Thank be you. a blessing, man, and we'll see you again, all right? Great awesome. job. What a good dude. All right, yeah. <laughs> see you guys. Thanks, Bijan. See you. Yeah. See you later. Great job. Great smile. Nice person. I like Bijan. <laughs> you go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Fab Five time, top five rookies of the week. Let's wrap up the week in fashion with some of our freshmen on the field. All right. Number five, let's go to Jaden Reed from the Green Bay Packers. Debut on the list, and it was because of an incredible week he had on Thanksgiving. Jaden Reed, four catches, 34 yards, and the touchdown that really set things off here for the Packers. They use him in the run game, too. Number 11, a rookie. This is where we give love to our guy, Jim Nagy. Jaden Reed, sure. kind of off the radar. Michigan State, Western Michigan, one of these guys. Senior Bowl, dominant Senior Bowl. The Packers saw it. The Packers liked what they saw. They bring him aboard. And you look at what he's doing for the year, very quietly, Jaden Reed leads all rookies in wide receivers. Of the wide receiver, wow. little like the handoffs that they yeah, do, sir. he's the guy. 20-yard plays, explosives, he's the guy. Yards per reception, he's one of the guys. And he's got six touchdowns. Jaden Reed very quietly having a huge season as a rookie for an offense that has a lot of unknowns going into the year, only getting better as Jordan Love improves as well. Number four, how about a third-round pick for the New York Giants? How about Jalen Hyatt mm. making the list here? Tommy DeVito, another rookie. Finding a connection with Hyatt. Hyatt, five catches, 109 yards. Here was the big one. Boom. Awesome toe-tapping catch along the sidelines. And then DeVito has a connection with him. They were obviously working a lot in the offseason at rookie minicamp and OTAs. DeVito found him in several big spots here. Tommy DeVito getting all the credit as far as rookies go right now, and this is important. I get it. He's the quarterback. He had a... Uh, Sandwich signing yesterday in Wayne, New you Jersey. You can't in make Wayne? this up. You cannot Great. make it up. DeVito had fans out the door to get really? a ball signed while he was there on, on behalf of 
I believe a meat company. I'm not kidding. All right, on to the next. Primos, 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 Primos subs. I already was at Satriali. <laughs> he was at Satriali sitting outside on the street. Uh, look at this, Giants pass catchers, their leaders against the Patriots. He was the guy. Wandale, a second-year guy, and of course you got these vets, but Jalen Hyatt was the dude, 109 yards. We're going to stay at the wide receiver position. We did one at five, did one at four. How about we give Rasheed Rice some love from the yeah. Kansas City Chiefs? We had uh, Melissa Etheridge on the show yesterday, and she was super excited as a Chiefs fan to see the emergence of Rice. What's amazing is they're a defending Super Bowl champion, and their top wide receiver this year is a rookie. It's not very common you see that, and Rice has absolutely stepped up into that role. Juju went down and left and went to New England. Of course, you've got all these young guys, Sky Moore, Kadarius Tony. they're in and out of the lineup. Rasheed Rice, out of SMU, he stepped up. Take a look at what Rasheed Rice did on the week here. He has uh, 20, the second most receiving yards in a game by a Chiefs rookie in the last 20 seasons. Think about that. And who beat him? LSU's own, Dwayne Bowe. Yeah. But Bowe has had a great rookie year. Rice is having a great one, too. I thought it was interesting because Andy Reid has all these different weapons. And, you know, there's been a big question about the wide receiver position. Here's Andy on his rookie wideout at SMU. He's working to be more Patrick-friendly. And, and so there's a lot that goes into that when you say something like that. So, and a lot of it is just plain. I love the smile on Big Red. He's working to be Patrick friendly, hmm. which means that cosmic connection that he and Kelsey have, that he and uh, obviously Tyreek had. How do we get that? It's time off the field. It's working together. And I can tell you this, Rasheed Rice spent a ton of time with Mahomes in Texas this summer. They got that going, and now he might be the guy as we come towards January. You want to speak about rookie-wide receivers who might be the guys in January. Can we talk about Zay Flowers? Zay Flowers, another big game. Here, he scores the touchdown, the reception. We, we, we had fun with this on Monday. Yep. I think we got to bring it back here. So it's a bouquet of flowers because yep. his last name is Flowers. Yep. And, and they do the whole thing, and it's okay. I, it's, it's passable. Did not like it. <laughs> Thought it was lame. Didn't understand it. It was like, it's your last? No, no, no. That ain't it. Like, he's like, wait, what? What is that? I don't uh -huh, uh -huh. take a picture. Like, there's a lot we could have done with this thing. Um, <laughs> it was it was good. I actually need the sound. Again, yeah. Lamar, talk about Zay Flower Silver. He's a rookie, man. Be nice. The first one was horrible. I told him. I didn't know what, the, I, I didn't know what was going on. So I was just standing there like, all right, come along with it. Yeah, when I seen what happened, I was like, yeah, that was I told him, my fault, my fault. But I told him that. I'm like, that was the worst celebration I ever seen. It's great. I love it. I, I, that's some of the best personality we've seen from Lamar. I think a lot of us felt the same way. And yet, number one, we're going to Atlanta here. Number one, we're going to Atlanta. And it starts with this, and it ends with a running back performance in front of this guy. This was amazing. This was during the game. What is he doing? As you see, the players are on the field. Oh, my So God. we had Bijan Robinson on earlier in the show. Yeah. He says, while we're in a timeout, we're all looking above us, watching Ludacris perform. This is incredible. And then what's Bijan do for Ludacris and for CeeLo Green mm -hmm. and for Jermaine Dupree mm -hmm. and for the Goody Mob and for Bubba Sparks and for all of the guys there and ladies there on the 50th anniversary of hip-hop celebration that they had in Atlanta, Bijan has his best game as a pro. Scores two touchdowns, has this run here where he bounces off an offensive lineman, and then, of course, he takes his patience, looks, goes, breaks a tackle. Bijan Robinson was awesome on the ground. 16 rushes for 91 yards. He was also awesome in the passing game. 32 receiving yards, including the receiving touchdown, where he almost slipped at the end there. 
Bijan, so good, so fun, had this huge game. And then we had him on the show earlier, and he was just incredible as well. Uh, five players, guys, for the first time, I think, ever in years of doing awesome. this segment, no quarterbacks on wow. the list. Yes. No quarterbacks on the list. We're giving love to the skill position players. Bijan, Zay, Rasheed Rice, Jalen Hyatt, Jaden Reed. All these guys were drafted all over the board. It just shows rookies make an impact in the NFL, even as we head towards December. Mm -hmm. we head to the table. Your thoughts? I love it. There's no defenders, but I'll let that pass this week, Shregs. But these guys were absolutely getting it done. You look at that very top. Both those guys had two touchdowns on the day. Unbelievable. Rookies getting it done. Bijan Robinson was awesome, too. That Jaden Reed, the stats on the Jaden Reed thing is really mind-boggling to me. We keep calling the Packers a yeah. come-running team. They have a very interesting game this yeah. week hosting the Chiefs. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be cool. Peter, give us your all-time rice rankings. Just go ahead. Do it. Give the people what they want. Jerry. Yeah. I love Rice-A-Roni. Yeah. Uh, Ray, Ray Rice, great player for Simeon. the day. Who else? Simeon, Simeon Rice. Tony Rice from Tony Notre Dame. Tony Rice. Glenn Rice. Fried Rice. Fried oh, Rice fried every rice night. night. Come on, baby. Fried Rice is great. <laughs> Peter, great. You're fabulous, Peter. Rice Good job. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. 